Last week we talked about the penitential rite, especially in, in the introductory rite. So now we'll proceed on to the Liturgy of the Word. Um, we'll talk about that today. So just uh, in general, going up the spiritual mountain, uh, we had talked about the transfiguration today. So that's what we're doing when we're reading the Word of God. We're, we're entering into the spiritual realm, allowing God's Word to, to affect us, to, to come into our lives. We, we remember... Uh, in Scripture, it says God's word is living and effective. So, how are we opening ourselves to receive God's word? So, it's not simply a recounting of something long ago, but rather a living interaction with the the, the word of God, the, the living word of God. So, it's just a quick overview of what is the liturgy of the word. We have the first reading, which is sort of a prelude, you might say. Um, there's often a parallel between the Old Testament reading and the Gospel reading. So, if you look for that, sometimes. If you're looking for something to keep you occupied as you're listening, you might look for that parallel or that sort of typology that's at work, at work in the Old Testament, kind of prefiguring Christ in the New Testament. We then proceed to the psalm. The psalm is uh, typically sung, but can be also recited, as we often do here at Our Lady of Fatima. And it's sort of, if we think of the psalms, they're sort of the, the church's first hymn book, right? The psalms are, are uh, a way to engage our emotions, uh, our feelings, all the things that people have sung about over the centuries, and uh, the psalms are something that church is often drawn upon to, to express in music uh, our, our experience of God. The second reading uh, is often, uh, it's almost always from one of the letters in the New Testament, so it's often a sort of a pastoral guidance for something that's going on in the church. So it's kind of a reminder, a little lesson for ourselves to remember that Living community is not easy, and there's always issues, right? There's, there's always, from time immemorial, there's been things that we have to work on as a community to stay together, to stay close to Christ, to be uh, together. There's going to be things that arise that we need to address. And so those letters from the apostles, Peter, John, Jude, of course, St. Paul, we, we hear all about those things. The gospel. The gospel is Jesus' words to us, so it's a way which we sort of highlight, it's kind of the center of the, um, the liturgy of the word. The most important part is that we hear Jesus' words. And then, of course, there's the, the homily, um, which is a spoken exhortation about the words of Scripture. Then we proceed to the creed. The creed is a, it's a, not only an affirmation that we are saying, yes, I believe these things, it is that, but it's also an expression of us entrusting ourselves to the Lord. I, I believe all these things, Lord, and I'm willing to, to stake my life on these truths, as many of the martyrs have done in ages past. And then finally we have the prayers of the faithful, which uh, are also called the universal prayers, the prayers of intercession on behalf of the church or the world, or sometimes even individuals within the community of faith. So those are an expression of our priestly prayer as the people of God, the, the priestly uh, people of the baptized. So if, we, if you've ever um, sort of read a loved one's letter, something that we, we receive, we, we can peruse that letter and we try to sort of understand the meaning of each phrase or, or word that's in that letter. The liturgy of the word is sort of like that. It's something we can go back again and again to and, and receive more and more from that. There's always something deeper, something more for us in it, and there's something uh, personalized for each one of us. So depending on our disposition, depending on our experience of, of uh, being here, we may be more or less available to God or attentive to God and the words that he speaks to us in the Liturgy of the Word. I just want to say a couple words on the homily, since 
That's probably the part of the, of the mass, maybe even, and in, in, I would say especially the, the liturgy of the word that is most sort of expressive of the individual preacher. So it's really meant to be a sharing of the preacher's own encounter of the Lord. Ultimately, it's, uh, it's a place where we can teach. It's a place where we can uh, talk about things. It's not really meant to be an uh, entertainment. You know, some, some preachers are very good at that. I'm not. So uh, it's just one of those things, depending on the preacher, you're going to get different flavors. But the whole idea is not so much to encounter the preacher, but Christ himself, to shed light on the scriptures. Where is the Lord speaking to us? Um, a quick example from today's scriptures would be if we looked at the first reading we hear about the story of Abraham and how he's called and he's sent by God God sends him off uh, kind of away from all the things that he knows he sends, sends Abraham off to a distant land so what can we glean from that for myself as I was reflecting on that uh, so often as a priest I'm sort of sent off to do things or sent off into an unknown situation and uh, whether it's moving to a new parish or into a new situation that I have to kind of figure out. And we all have those kinds of experiences, right? So for me, as I was reading that and reflecting on it, I just took it as a, an affirmation, a reaffirmation that God sends us into situations. He puts us in places and he never sends us to a place where he just is going to sort of drop us off and say, good luck, be well fed and uh, hope you do well. Uh, he always provides what we need, right? So for Abraham... It was a little fearful, perhaps, to go off on his own, but God provided for him. And in the same way, we can trust that God is going to provide for us when he sends us out to do some work or some, some mission or some particular thing. So it's an encouragement, right? It's an encouraging thought to think about that. So the homily is really meant to help us reflect and encounter the Lord. Where is the, Lord's inviting, me, where is the Lord inviting me into a deeper intimacy? It's really meant to provoke a conversion in us, that we go deeper in our relationship with God. It's not so much, a, again, a, a personal story of, of the preacher, but how can I encounter the Lord? Now, different preachers will aim for different sort of ways of connecting with people. Um, some will preach to the head, like the intellect. Some will preach to the heart, you know, the emotions. Uh, some will preach to the throat, like, I'm going to get you to think real hard about something. Um, if you want to try this, you can go over to Brainerd. There's three priests and they all have those three things. So, <laughs> Father Michael, he preaches to the head, Father Matt preaches to the heart, and Father Scott preaches to the throat, at least at this stage in his priesthood. So, you can, uh, you can test that out. Really, the Holy Spirit is the one that personalizes the message, right? It's, it's the Holy Spirit that is really speaking to us. And the message is a little bit dependent on the preacher, right? How, how much do we trust the preacher? How much are we connected to the preacher? It, but it's really intended to be an invitation to allow God to speak to us. And the more I am aware of that, that, okay, Lord, you have something to say, not only through the, the spoken word from the lector and the, the deacon uh, or whoever reads the gospel, um, but also through the preached word, that the Lord has something to say to me. And it's not so much dependent on those who speak it, but rather, what does the Lord want to speak to me? Now again, the homily is probably where we see the most human element of, of the liturgy of the word. We might say, well, he's got an annoying voice, or he doesn't speak loud enough, or his monotone voice, or whatever. All the things that we could say that are sort of a distraction. And they can be distracting. I recognize that. We should all admit that. But truly, 
truly that what is meant to happen is that we hear Christ speak to us, the voice of Christ, that we meet Christ and we're moved by Christ through the Holy Spirit. So really, the liturgy of the Word is God revealing himself to us. It's God's chance to speak into our lives. Um, And if we come with an open heart to say, I want to hear your words to me, Lord. I want to be moved by you. He will speak to us. He will announce himself to us. So the liturgy of the Word aims at imprinting in our souls the very presence of God, the words, the actions, the thing uh, that God wants to speak to us, the voice of God. At every Mass, we attempt to climb that spiritual mountain, that transfiguration moment that can be had at every Mass, and we allow the divinity of Christ to be revealed to us, and that can remind us of our purpose, or it can remind us of something in our lives that we're trying to be more attentive to, and that can then as we go out into the world, help us to be more focused on doing the work of God in our day-to-day lives. We look at um, the apostles, right? The apostles today, and in in their interactions with Jesus, even though they lived with him for three years, most of the time Jesus just looked like an ordinary guy. He simply was another man, someone who they were interested in following, interested in getting to know, but he didn't, uh, his divinity wasn't shining through all the time. But there was this moment of today's gospel, the transfiguration, where his divinity shone through and they had certainty. Here is something special. This is truly God. And so at the Mass, when we come, it is like that transfiguration. It is this encounter with the living God. And if we truly come with an open heart, the Lord will speak to us. So that would be my encouragement to you as we um, think about what is happening in the liturgy of the Word. It's an encounter with the Lord with the living word of God. He speaks to us. Are we listening? Are we able to receive? Rather than being distracted by all the, the personal elements of the people who, who fill those ministries, we're all, you know, we, we are what we are. I am what I am. I'm not going to be uh, Father Mike Schmitz. I'm not going to be Bishop Baird. I'm not going to be some great preacher. But God's grace and word can speak to you through me or through the deacons or through whoever is reading the word. And if we're open to it, God will speak to us. So that would be my encouragement um, as we celebrate the masses that we, that we partake in. Let's be open to what God wants to do to me and not so much focus on the human element.